0: This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Why didn't you stay home? Why, why are you going to be a Cornhusker? You know, just the surface level kind of disses. But, you know, I, I know what I signed up for. I came here for the tradition. I came here to win a Big Ten Championship and to become the best football player I could possibly become. So, you know, uh, it's, it's just another game. Obviously, being from Colorado, it's it's definitely something that, you know, I've, I've had a lot of talk. I've been talked to a lot about. Uh, about it from some people back home. And, you know, I'm just excited, you know, to kind of shift my focus to that game. And, you know, there will be a lot more distractions specifically being from there. But, you know, again, I'm just going to zone all those out. And, uh, you know, we're just going to go keep attacking.
1: And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robert Washat, Nate Klaus, and Grace Harmon, as you just heard from Jojo Dolman and Jack Stoll, two Colorado natives, two of the three uh, that will be in starting type roles for Nebraska here on Saturday but as we move on it's time for the mailbag grace and and lots of things to get to this week what do you have to start us out with
2: yeah well what noticeable changes do you guys expect to see from last week to this week
1: I just think a more level of fo- the, the, the level of focus and I think that's going to be everything and then Maurice Washington I think I think Maurice Washington coming in um, as the starter is going to make the offense look better um, you would hope the defense is going to have a better grasp of what Colorado is going to do offensively as well because of the new coaching staff they at least have have one game to watch now of them.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just think the overall offensive execution and in particular, I think they're going to have better success in the run game. I think that has to be a bigger priority. And, um, you know, maybe uh, you know, with, with having more threat of a passing game, uh, Colorado won't have the luxury of loading the box the way South Alabama did. And uh, that can create some more opportunities, especially with Maurice being back for that running game to get going and balance that thing out a little bit more. Yeah, I
0: just think an overall sense of urgency, um, you know, I, I, th- I felt like, at times, at least last week against South Alabama, things seem to be pretty casual. Um, and, and I don't know if that's because Nebraska felt like they were going to just walk right in and and just, you know, put hang 50 on South Alabama or what. But I, I think there's definitely going to be a sense of uh, urgency this week.
2: All right. Well, which players surprised you the most last Saturday and who still has some work to do?
1: I don't know. I mean, if there's just – Eric Lee I think would be the easy one just because – from not really ever having a huge impact to going to having the highest grade ever on Pro Football Focus since we've been getting the grades. I mean, He was a 97-3 out of 100 on Pro Football Focus, which is the highest grade I've seen in the seven, eight years of data we have. And I think he was graded out maybe as the highest defensive back in the country last week.
2: Well, it wasn't that he just got that great off a handful of plays, too. I mean, he played basically the majority of the game. Over 50 snaps. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that was the story of the of the game in a lot of ways was, was his breakout performance. But uh, my biggest surprise is Eli Sullivan, um, Eric Lee's backup. So the backup to the backup at safety, the walk-on coming in and not only you know playing well, but he looked good. Uh, I mean, he was making some plays and showing some athleticism that I personally didn't think he had. And, um, you know, depending on what happens with Deontay Williams going forward, you know, he, he's still very much questionable at this point. Um, Eli's probably going to have to play and play, uh, probably play some significant snaps against Colorado. So hopefully he can keep that up.
0: Yeah, I'll stick with the defensive backs. I agree with both you guys, by the way, is my <laughs> usual stance uh, by the time it gets to me. But I, I will go with uh, Cam Taylor Britt, um, although it's not a not a major surprise. We knew that he was somewhat of a player maker but We'd been hearing all of all fall camp how this is a guy that could play literally every position in the in the back end of the defense and, and that he's kind of the even though he's not a starter necessarily, he's kind of the captain type of player voice back there. Well he came in and I mean he he made play after play after play all day long. And for a three star prospect that was a quarterback out of high school, I just continue to be amazed by how well Nebraska did in, in kind of projecting and
1: evaluating his talents. All right, what do you have next, Greg?
2: All right. Well, what can you guys expect crowd wise on Saturday?
1: I think it's going to be as big of a showing as we've seen in a while on the road for a number of reasons. Um, Colorado doesn't have a lot of season ticket holders, so that means there's more single game tickets to get. And when you go to Ohio State, when you go to Wisconsin, you go to Penn State, Iowa, other Big Ten venues, it's harder for Nebraska fans to get tickets because they already have a big season ticket base. Where there just aren't a lot of single ticket sales, and it was ultimate panic mode by Colorado's leadership because they know that they only have about fifteen thousand season ticket holders. Well, there's thirty five thousand seats in that stadium, so you know they're you know Nebraska is the one fan base that can really come in there and take over that place, and I think it's their worst nightmare for recruiting for years later if Nebraska comes in there and lays a huge crowd in that stadium. It takes it over. Say Nebraska wins. Um, I think it's going to be over 20-25 thousand guys.
2: Well, especially when you add the fact that it's drivable. It's a destination game. Uh, it's got the nostalgia of being a former Big Twelve, Big Eight uh, road trip that fans, you know, made every other year for decades. Uh, you know, th- so there's a lot uh, going into that. Where this is a game Nebraska fans have had marked on their calendar for a long time. And uh, you know, given you know what what this season potentially could be or should be for Nebraska, there's even that added. Moment momentum behind that and so uh, yeah I mean this is going to be a full on red invasion and despite the uh, the no red infosome filled the, the red out or whatever they called it where keep the red out uh, I think that's going to be a uh, kind of pointless, fruitless effort on Colorado's part. That uh, you're going to see at least half that stadium in red.
0: Yeah, it's going to be pretty
2: funny, actually. I think when we look back at that, keep the red out deal. I just
1: got the red more mad.
2: Yeah, is what exactly. Happened. Yeah. It really did. Don't challenge Nebraska fans about attending things because <laughs> our <laughs>
0: online, our
1: online polls. Yeah,
0: yeah. Th- those are two things that Nebraska fans will always win. Always. Um, it, the, aside from the nostalgia, you know, I, I think. Growing up in Western Nebraska, this was always a game that we all circled because it was easier to get to yeah, Boulder. Closer <laughs> than it was to drive to Lincoln for the game. And so, if you wanted to see the Huskers, you were you were making your way out to Boulder to catch them. Uh, you know when they were playing out there because it was just easier. It's only a couple hours away instead of driving four or five hours. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of Nebraska fans out there. Um, and, and honestly, I can't wait to see just how many actually show up.
1: All right, we got time for about two more questions, Grace. What do you have?
2: All right, guys. Well, what is your biggest concern heading into week two?
1: My concern still is that interior of the offensive line. I think we knew Gerald Foster and Tanner Farmer were going to be, you know, guys that weren't going to just be overnight guys you could replace. But I think maybe it was more work than we even realized if we were watching week one. Trent Hickson and – uh, you know, the center position, whether, you know, it's Farniak or Jurgens, there was just a lot there that set several things back on the offense. And, and until we see marketable improvement on the field with those guys, you know, that's going to be a concern for me.
2: Yeah, so the the offense is obvious. Uh, I mean, you can pick a number of different elements on that side of the ball and say that's a concern, but uh, you go back to last week, and, yes, the defense made a lot of plays and big-time turnovers and and all that stuff, but there were also a lot of plays where had a pass been more accurate or, uh, you know, the receiver, you know, run out of pass or whatever it may be South Alabama had the opportunity to make big plays or even score touchdowns and so those types of plays are going to be made by Colorado Laviska Chenault and those other wide receivers they're going to make those plays Steven Montez is going to make those throws and so those mental breakdowns they cannot happen because you're not going to catch as many breaks as you did against South Alabama because Colorado was too potent of an offensive unit to, to let you get away with too many of those.
0: Yeah, to me, it's it's LaVisca Chenault. And um, you
2: know that he, he, he's good enough.
0: He's going to get his. But I think you have to find a way to not let him beat you alone uh, because he can if you let him. But I think I think just limiting him, not necessarily shutting him down, but, but limiting him um, you know, and, and not allowing him to, to single-handedly beat you is, is a, probably the biggest concern, in my opinion.
1: All right, final question.
2: All right, guys, what's the past road trip that you missed the most? You
1: know, guys, there's a lot for me on this one um, because we've been to a lot now. I mean, I've traveled 20 years covering Nebraska. Um, but the, the, in the Big 8, Big 12, I just miss those trips down to Texas, like late in the year. You'd get to go down, it'd start to get cooler here in Nebraska, but there would always be one like November, early November trip down to Oklahoma, down to somewhere in Texas, and you'd bring your, you'd pack your shorts, and i like, only wear my shorts one more time this year, and um, you know you'd get some good Texas barbecue down south somewhere. So I, I still kind of miss getting the chance to go to Texas because we don't get to go to Texas that much anymore.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean the, the warm weather breaks were nice, but. For me, it was always that uh, every other year trip to Colorado. And so coming this Saturday is going to be sweet. You know, I I love Colorado. I I lived out there for a year. Uh, I love Boulder, even though the people, you know, I could give or take. (laughs) That area of the country is absolutely beautiful. It's a great setting for college football. And so that's one that I would love to make a lot more often than just once every eight or nine years or whatever it's been.
0: Yeah, I I think it's just the... Pick Colorado, pick KU, K State, Iowa State. Just the the close drivable games, the day trips to Manhattan yeah. or Ames. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and they're all. I mean, for the most part, they're all pretty pretty fun places to go, have a good time, and and whatnot. So, uh, I mean, those are probably the ones that that I miss the most, uh, but but I'm not as lucky as you guys. You don't get to travel to all the all the cool places you guys get to I go. I
1: miss bowl trips, not going on one yeah. the last two years. Yeah, let's get let's get back to doing that. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, I haven't had a Christmas
2: vacation in a while.
1: <laughs> all right, well, Grace, that wraps it up for the mailbag. We'll see you in Colorado. Uh,
2: yeah, I'll see you there.
1: All right, when we come back, we'll close the show with some recruiting, including the Husker staff will be out in Colorado. We'll get Nate's thoughts on that next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.